the Rap Beer Cast. Um, Josh. <laughs> That's Wells. <laughs> That's I, the Wells. I'm Jason. And Jason's back with us. I'm back. Well, that was the most awkward intro that we've yeah, had wasn't in a it? few years. I blame me, always. No, I blame Jeff. Yeah. That's completely on Jeff. Yeah, no, I, I've been, I've been like waiting for a good moment to just like mess with you on that. Yeah. Ooh, welcome to the... No, I don't know. You're fine. Welcome to the... Welcome. 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 Wells come to the craft beer cast, <laughs> and and a really bad segue. But Wales for wishes this is this Sunday? The tickets are still available. You should buy them. Maybe, then, maybe, maybe, and we then come meet the myself and Jeff. And Wells. Wells, and maybe Mark, Mark will be there. I'll be, Mark will be there. I'll be on my way home. So and, and maybe Ryan, maybe. Yeah, Ryan says. He, well, last year he couldn't make it because he had a bachelor party. I totally understand. Right. Um, Wales for wishes is a, is a big deal for Ryan as well. He he loves those. Um, charitable organizations and whatnot. I mean, he does a couple things. Uh, I don't know if it's for Make a Wish when he does this big hike, but uh, yeah, I don't remember. He's got, he's got a handful of things that he likes to support as well. I know uh, uh, Juvenile Diabetes uh, yes. is always a big thing for him as well. So you know, again, uh, to Josh's point, Wales for Wishes. Um, make sure you buy some raffle tickets. All that stuff's tax deductible. Yes. Don't be like me and forget about it. But, uh, no, you know, keep those receipts and write that shit off. Keep those receipts, write that off, you know, and at the worst, you don't win anything and you're supporting a good cause at the best. You're winning some heckin' crazy baskets. Yeah, and not only that, but like I just saw my beer lineup that I'll be bringing and it's pretty goddamn rock solid. Dude, that lineup. Thanks, Mark, yes. for hooking up your quote unquote friends. Hey, we can say it's for the entire show if you want to. That's fine. And all, I'm I'm saying, a, all I'm saying is, like, did you go to Resident Culture to meet up with him to try the new white IPA that they've got? Because they've got a special, like, I don't know if you've heard this. They've got a special white IPA at Resident Culture right now where all, I think, some of the proceeds go to yes, Make-A-Wish. Yes, yep. yep. And it's part of the Wheels for Wishes thing. It's going to be a special beer that they're having. I mean, it's there. It's good. Yeah, I know, and you're right. I totally forgot. To did you go that. to meet him? No, I didn't. Because I did. I, know. I did, I mean, too. Sending, I saw you there. I know. He's not sending us. He's sending you beer? He's no. not sending me any beer. I thought we were friends, Mark. Nope. He's not listening. He doesn't care. No, he's not listening. So, uh, South Carolina, what are they doing, Jeff? Uh, they're fighting. What are they fighting about? You know, um, it, it seems like uh, about the time that South Carolina got their stuff straightened out, uh, things got crazy again. Um, you know, they're fighting for a lot of the same things that we've been fighting for in North Carolina. You know, the distribution system is a, is a bit of an issue. Um, like... Every good craft beer lobby, um, you know, they're, they're looking for lowering beer taxes kind of in general. Wells, are you okay? Yeah, I'm reading the six bills that are trying to be pushed through. It's rough. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Like, if, if you enter into a distribution contract with somebody, they own you and there's no way of getting out of it. Sounds like North Carolina. No. No, it's you can at least get out of here, like get out of your contract in North Carolina, but you have to pay for it. Here, well, there's okay. no exit clause. Oh, okay. No okay. exit clause. You sign up with the distributor, which you have to do, by the way. Are they trying to get rid of that, though? Because it says yes, that's current, the idea. That's current but, okay, but, okay. Yeah, but current law is like, yeah. oh my God, that's so restrictive. Yeah, so they're, they're trying to bring South Carolina into, you know, a little more of what you would call the norm. Which is um, funny because re- you remember to get some places they 
really reformed their beer laws a few years ago. Well, yeah, they were they, trying to get Stone to show up yeah. in mm-hmm. South Carolina, and the Stone Bill was kind of the the term for everything that was kind of rolling through there. And and even though Stone didn't, you know, they ended up choosing Virginia. Yeah, uh, I mean the we've seen such a I mean, I don't want to say the word bubble, but we've seen so many South Carolina breweries just take off in the wake of that stone bill being passed. So it's been good for them for sure. But, you know, I, I think whether like, you know, a couple weeks ago we were talking about the breaking news for North Carolina and the cap yep. limit had been moved up and there was a lot of concessions made on both sides, which is what a compromise is. Yes. But I feel like, you know, in... Two to three years, there will be more things that the Crappers Guild will come and say, hey, look, now we would like these things. And I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Much like the Stone Bill was a good move, a good step forward for South Carolina. Now they're ready for the next step. And, it, and I, like this is good growth, I think. Wells, anything spot, jump out on this that, that kind of spooks you or anything? None other spooks me. I mean, the question is, will they be able to get any of these bills passed? Because it deals a lot with distribution. Uh <laughs> As we were talking about with there not being an exit clause for distribution contracts, uh, currently, if you have two locations, so think like Edmunds Oast Brewing Company and Edmunds Oast Brewery, like right. um, if you want to get from beer, if you want to get beer made from point A over to just point B, you own both of them. You still have to go through a distributor, and then they mark your stuff up. So yeah, thirty to fifty percent, like just to go from. Point A to point B, like from your location to your location, you have to contract with somebody else. I so, so you're just saying is, I have two locations in the same town, or same region, if you will, and in order to move beer from one facility to another, I have to sell it to a wholesaler, who then marks it up, and then I have to buy it at a marked up price on the other end. The wholesaler really probably isn't doing much of anything, other than getting to let stuff pass through their warehouse. In which case they can so get, get do, their big. Sweat. Do the prices vary at the two locations then? Or no. You, does the brewery mark up the price to match the second location? You'd mark up yeah, the price. Yeah, that's. Um, so there were six bills put up for consideration. Three of them were abandoned pretty early on into negotiations. Yeah. So but, those first three actually look like they've been abandoned, and they're just trying to fight for. I mean, so self distribution, which North Carolina is where Ryan self distributes everything. So North Carolina is getting to expand their self distribution. Yes, uh, that you know that's getting ready to be bumped up, but they're they're keeping a, a foot down in South Carolina. Yep. Uh, franchise reform, which uh, has is being eased in North Carolina. Again, it's being restricted in South Carolina. Lowering beer taxes. Uh, I don't think there's been any statewide beer tax that I can. The federal level uh, beer tax was dropped, but I'm not sure if North Carolina dropped their state. Which I, I don't think remember. they have, but I wanted to ask you, do you know off the top of your head what the excise tax no. is? No. Oh, fuck. South? Off the top okay. of my head, no. Okay. No, no. I just was curious if you knew. Because so, I know North Carolina is insanely high. So it looks like the three bills that are at least going forward or are being discussed now is uh, allowing people to buy more beer on, on premise, allowing breweries to open up additional tap rooms. And allowing for uh, at least in-house self-distribution from one uh, spot to another. Which, I mean, that one to me, uh, out of all of them, is the biggest no-brainer. I of, can That's wholesalers not. just being assholes. You don't, wholesalers don't need to interfere with how a, no. a business with two locations conducts themselves. No, this correct. Is just, uh, 
It it's just people who want their beaks wet, right? You know. Oh, like, of course, especially for not doing anything. Are there are there places in South Carolina that have basically brew at two locations to avoid that? Edmundsos, yeah, off the top of my head. Okay, I mean they've got their production brewery, but they still have which their stinks brew that they pile, have to but, do that. But but even then, if you want stuff from one location over at the other, and I'm I'm just not sure how they handle it, and I don't really compare their menus that closely. But but dang, that's, yeah, I couldn't imagine if I owned like two locations and had to pay somebody else to just take stuff from well, one to the other. I was to say, let's just throw out their birds fly south. They're not a giant place down there. And Jeff and I have been there. Could yep. you imagine if they had that one production facility there in Greenville, and let's say they opened up something downtown? How far of a drive is that? Two miles? If, two and a half miles? If. And they would have to sell to a distributor at a marked up rate just to get it two miles down the road. Well, it reminds me of that story. And, and I always love like explaining to people when, when they ask how stupid North Carolina alcohol laws are. I always love telling Wells' story about the ABC... And how liquor gets handled because, and in, I'm, I'm going to butcher this. I'm sure Wells, but it's the I'm a distiller mm-hmm. that makes a spirit mm-hmm. that then has to go to Raleigh and sit at least overnight. Every every liquor that is sold in the North Carolina ABC system has to spend at overnight at the main distribution warehouse in Raleigh. Doesn't matter if it comes from Charlotte, if it comes from Kentucky. It has to do that. So for liquor to, I mean, literally be sold next door from Broken Spoke to Great Great Wagon Road Distillery, uh, it has to go, I mean, next door, it has to go from Charlotte to Raleigh, back to Charlotte Warehouse, to the Charlotte ABC store, where it can get picked up by, I mean, it's like 370 miles round trip. Like, I hate to be a Ron Swanson, but I mean, this is your government at work. (laughs) I mean, yes. That's asinine. That is mm-hmm. asinine. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> anywho, South Carolina, good luck. Uh, Godspeed. Hope you get some of this stuff passed. But, um, oh, let's, Utah. Well, speaking of backwards ass states. Yeah. So, we, yeah, we've let's talked talk about, about Utah. Yeah. We've <laughs> talked about Utah and the Zionist curtain and some of the crazy stuff. They're finally starting to reform that state. One of the other things they're finally starting to reform is 3.2% beer law. If you were a grocery store, you could have nothing but 3.2% beer. Believe it or not now, Utah is finally getting rid of that. Leaving. Are you ready for this? I'm going to let you guys take a guess. There is one state left in the nation. Nebraska. It still has 3.2%. No, Kansas. Nope. And nope. Wait. Colorado. Nope. Fuck. Um, Colorado? Idaho. Yes. This is the worst guess. Nope. No, it's not. You, you two are close in your region. Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Oh, only- Colorado Wait. just got rid of their 3.2. Yeah. Uh, that's, wow. so, like, so, that's, that's not as crazy of a guess as you'd think. They can't sell Prairie. Prairie's Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Uh, so yes. they can't sell in grocery stores in their own yep. state. Well, what's okay. even funnier, like, I don't know if you've heard this story, but I was at the Prairie Tap Room and uh, they had Bible Belt. And we had all been talking about Bible Belt. We hadn't had Bible Belt here in a while. And they had BA Bible Belt. And I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. I totally like one of those bottles, thinking I would bring it back for the guys. Bartender brings it out. And I'm like, what did you just do? Pour it in this growler, will you? Yeah, she, but, but they were like, no, we can't. Like, the only thing they could growl her was stuff that was like three and a half, four percent 4%. Wow. So it's like, we could growl you, growler our uh, session pale ale. Yeah. Like, so why did you guess Nebraska? 
Because Nebraska's got some weird stuff. <laughs> yeah, most states do. And and Kansas actually just got rid of theirs not too long ago. Yeah. Colorado did. Those are the three that normally is like Kansas, Nebraska, and Oklahoma, yeah, and Colorado, and so, I guess. So Utah, Utah's finally gotten rid of theirs. And so that, I think that leaves Oklahoma as the only state left that has 3.2% beer laws and grocery stores. So does ABM Bev have a 3.2% beer that they, they sell? They do, but they stopped brewing it. So this brings up an interesting question. I wonder how much ABM Bev is lobbying at like the Utah state level to get this 3.2 killed because they're sick and tired oh, of making I'm sure they're a big pusher in that lobby. Yeah, Absolutely. I would I would have to imagine they are just because of that reason, Jeff, of why am I now brewing a beer that I only have to legally brew in two states? And now it's about to be one. Why am I even wasting the resources yeah. on this? Look for Oklahoma to fall in the next yep. 365 days. Yep, absolutely. It's <laughs> for you, your local boys. Look, look, boys. B O I S. Three Floyds is finally starting to can. Wait, what? Wait, this yep. uh, this applies to me. Yes, <laughs> I live two miles away. Wait, this away. is relevant to my yeah. interests. Yeah. Yeah. One sec. So, so what's going on in now? April? Gum, Gumball Head and Alpha King will be their first two canned beers. So I feel like that's a smart move for Gumball Head at least. Alpha King, uh, this, I mean, I imagine there's still a lot of Alpha King. So flying. can I speak on this? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no, you're not allowed. Not. Be quiet. We're so, your, hey, like, the adults miles, are talking now. Three yeah. miles away from the brewery. So, so the word, the word has been going around for quite a long time that this was coming. Mm-hmm. In fact, the rumors this year were that oh, the Dark Lord variants are going to be canned, and you're going to get. A mixed four pack of cans of Dark Lord variant this year. Like obviously for twenty nineteen? For twenty nineteen. That's not happening. I've I've since uh spoken to somebody, know somebody who works on the can- bottling line. That's not happening. But this has been coming a long time. They're working so hard on pushing to uh open their distillery. That they built a huge distillery. Jeff, was it was it there when you when you were there for the last Dark Lord Day? The big uh Three Floyd's Distillery sign. Do you I remember that? I don't remember that. Okay. I'm not maybe, saying it maybe wasn't not. there. Maybe not. That. It may have been the year after. But they've spent a lot of focus on getting their distillery up. And uh, recently they went to the Munster Town Council, which is my town. and Because they wanted to do this huge expansion as well with their brew pub. Okay. And like this $3 million whatever expansion. Going to go the founder's route and you know have these outdoor seating areas and all that stuff. They kind of back they kind of backburnered that because Backside guy? the canning and the distillery became the focus. So locally, this is something that has been coming a long time. I'm happy to see it because I feel like we overpay for bottles. I would say, I mean, as a local, are you excited to see I, this? I am because if they can can uh, permanent funeral, which I feel like I've sent permanent funeral before. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, that. you have. Yeah, uh, bottles like permanent funeral. Uh, Dreadnought, some of some of their double IPAs that yeah. they only do in bombers still. Yeah, like are, they're like one of the few people that still does that. Right, and and it, as a local, it's great that I if I can go pick up a sixteen ounce can and drink it solo, poolside. Like right, th- that's fantastic. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking of a sixteen ounce can of zombie dust. How nice would that yeah, be? Yeah, right. Or twelve and, ounce cans because I think these are twelve ounce. But yeah, you know, sure. Well, either way, any 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 kind of can, uh, and and I know they started bottling some of their like Space Station Middle Finger, um, Alpha Claws yeah, this they're, year. They're, they're actually, twelve ounce bottles. Yeah. I've seen those. Yeah, they in the actually wild. did a, an Alpha Claws twelve ounce bottle, which was always a twenty two ounce bomber around Christmas time. I didn't know Three Floyds was in five states. Yeah, their footprint is uh, growing, and I honestly feel like this expansion they tried to announce 
and then they've kind of backburnered is their way, their exit strategy. That's my opinion. Exit strategy. What do you mean exit? Sure. Strategy? Like you invest all because honestly, right now, you want to go to Three Floyds on a Saturday to eat dinner, Jeff. Our experience with Three Floyds back then was was bad. It was bad, but notoriously <laughs> historically mentioned several times bad. But how the long? Glorious. That burger sounds good. Right but now. how long was the line to get in? We got there right when it opened, or right before it opened, and we were in line. And there was a line. Now there's no line. So, why is, why so is that? Nobody wants to go. It's because windmill. Other places around have have started to do so, things. So it was more. fine when they were cute and they were the only ones They're around. The only one, but there are and, other players in the game now, and Three Floyds is starting to realize that. And and so they need to do. Are things. they the Sam Adams of Munster? They may be. Like they need to. They need to do things to make themselves stand out above everybody else. Are they doing the? Crowler or not Crowler? Are they do, so they're doing cans? Are they doing a uh, seltzers, hard seltzers, or any non alcohol non beer related production? Yet? Not that I've seen. No. Okay. And and honestly, I've not even talked seen about the that a lot yet. on the show. So I, I just yeah. No, the, they're spending a lot of time and focus on the distillery, and they're trying to get that off the ground. And and I feel like this is personal opinion, but they they expand to make it a more of a destination to get people back because sure. right now people don't line up for the releases. Pillar Beast, I sent you a Pillar of Beast. Yes, you haven't done it on the show yet. No, it's a great salted caramel barley wine. It's fantastic. But like, it's a seven. But, it's a seven fifty. Like right. But so, do you know how long that has been for sale? How it, long? For, I don't remember when they released it. They still have it. No, no. It's it's been months. the point being it's been a long. No, well, there so, so there was a short line initially, and they still have it. So I, their hype and, has and so, faded. Unfortunately, I like I don't feel like a barley wine is going to get the hype that some of Three well, Floyd's other stuff. I you know like it, their their behemoth. Uh, they they always do barrel aged behemoths, and those kind of sit for a while. And nowadays they sit for. Four times as long, and, and unfortunately, we're seeing that with a lot of breweries. And well, it's, what, it's the old guard. It is the old guard. And that's, and, that's my point. And I and I think they need. I think they missed their window of hey, ABM Bev or whoever uh, who bought Heineken or uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Heineken bought Lagunitas. Uh, uh, exactly. They missed Those that window. And, and personally, I feel like they're trying to get that window back because their exit strategy to sell. How do you make yourself more marketable? You have to you you have to find a way to sell more beer and and you exactly. know it is definitely a thing where like and I've been saying it for years and as much as I like a lot of the stuff that Three Floyds have they are a little too cute for their own good they think they are still the the gold standard and they just they they just aren't anymore the it has become an annual ritual to dog on Dark Lord as a crappy beer and all the variants when Dark Lord Day comes up. It is like it Dark is, Lord Day is about the bottle share. No, no. And I, about the music. Yeah, like, and I, the music you know, is Josh, sorry, no offense. It's like fourth on the list for most people. Yeah, yeah, most for most people, yeah. I totally yeah. get that. Maybe for sixth. For Josh, yeah, for Josh, one. it's yeah. zeroth. Yeah, it's zeroth. <laughs> zero first. Negative one. All of it. But but I mean, you know, uh, to good, bad or otherwise, I mean it used to be when I would go back to Indiana, anytime I saw any Three Floyds beer, I would rip it off the shelves as much as I could get. The last time I was in town, there were packs of fresh gumball head and zombie dust that hit. And I was just like, well, I'll get a six pack. Well, and I, I could get a lot more. And I just don't, I don't. And I was going to say, I can't no. remember the last time I've had a zombie dust, which I had them quite a bit from you originally. Well, but I think that's a victim of 
of Indiana, like the South Carolina laws that tried to pass. Mm-hmm. Indiana changed their laws for uh, content production. Sure. And they upped it. And Three Floyds took advantage. And now the market is flooded. Yeah. It, I'm honestly, they used to have Wednesday releases of Zombie Dust. If, if you didn't get there by 730, you didn't get it. Now it's always available at the uh, kiosk. And unfortunately, I feel like that's also a big marker of everybody else is catching up. Like, Absolutely. When you are the when you are the industry leader, you can be up there and be the only thing. And eventually the smaller, nimble people can start catching up to you. I mean, you and I talk I mean, hell, it's been what, four years since <gasps> I was at uh oh, Dark Lord Day? I uh, this will be it'll three, be two years. Three, you, okay. you went back to back years, you missed yeah, yeah. last year, this will okay. be your second miss. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, going in in, in Having zombie dust at the time, I'm like, man, this just doesn't taste like it used to. And you guys were even like, yeah, they've changed the recipe or something's different. And yeah, it was more piney. And, and whether yeah. whether it is our palates that change or well, I had found there's out. so much more variety. Like back in the day, there wasn't a huge hot bomb of a pale ale like there was zombie dust, and everybody went crazy about it. And then smart breweries said, huh. Maybe we should do a big hop tea of a pale ale, and they started doing that. Oh well, yeah! In the in, in the, like, I would love to be able to time travel and put like an all day IPA next to zombie dust and just see. Well, and 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 to that point, like I had reason, heard. And I'm talking about like old. I had heard in late 2017, I think it was like citra hops were non-existent, unavailable, yeah. Yeah. and and that's the reason because so many breweries jumped on the mosaic craze, the citra craze. That citra hops just became unavailable, and I yep. think Three Floyds had to change the recipe because they didn't have the hops available to, to make what they had been and making And it's not previously. like they're the only ones. It yeah, happened absolutely. to a lot yeah. of breweries, and a lot of beer has changed for that reason. And, you know, that's that's just part of being able to, to grow. Uh, I was reading an interesting article. Um, I, I can't even remember what it was about, but somehow uh, uh, Chris, the one of the co-owners of Birdsong, mm-hmm. Had a had a uh, uh, like a soundbite or a quote in it where he was talking about how like even if you make the exact same recipe year over year, the essential oils, the alpha acids yeah. of the hops can be different. Yep, and, it's like grapes, and, and so you have to figure out how to. You got to make adjustments if you, the you alpha acid to, percentage is like thirteen point six in one year, and you the next year it's like 14.2 well hey guess what you need like just a little bit less of whatever that you're looking for and meanwhile i feel like three floyds just kind of kept making the same recipe year over year because three floyds in my opinion has always kind of had that like screw you guys we're three floyds well i mean i that's i agree and being local i feel that too and they're coming around i think and they're backtracking on that because they're realizing that other places have they're not the darling they like used there to are be. places I mean, in chicago land that have just like hot butcher more um uh microphone windmill like places are just picking up the mantle and three floyds is falling behind yeah i mean it, it's gonna happen there's places that have to get with it and i mean it's it's like this in any industry you cannot keep just expecting things to be the same way constantly and you know, you've got to adjust and adapt yeah that's why we're adapt I mean, or die. Yeah, Plain I mean, simple. We're going to see. I know a lot no. of these. Yep, I know. No, Jeff, what are you knowing about? No. Yeah, why don't you tell? Why don't you tell the world what you're knowing about? All right, so um, I'm a I'm a Breaking Bad fan. 
Uh, Better Call Saul, love that show too. Uh, but Breaking Bad for sure. And uh, if you're a Breaking Bad fan, you may remember Hank Schrader, DEA. Yes. Agent Hank Schrader. Um, had a little side hobby of homebrewing, and he made what he called Schrader Brow. Yeah. He's actually licensing this beer and selling it? Is this a thing? Tell yep. me this it's, is... It's, it's was thing. it officially licensed and contracted? Schrader Brow. Yeah. So if you're a fan of... Breaking Bad. Hey, look, and if you've ever watched a TV show and said, I have no idea what kind of beer this is, but it's Breaking Bad, so I'll clearly buy a bunch of it. This is your beer. Does it say what Schrader Brow actually is? Lager. Uh, German style lager. No, no, no. It's, oh, no. It's, it's made by That's... Figaro Mountain Brewing Company, who makes and specializes German style lagers. Keep going, Josh. Create a beer. I feel like somebody, one of us should have read this ahead of time. Top notch lager. So it's some kind of a logger. I got the yeah. I mean, it's logger. Yeah. yeah. See, I was right. It's Schrader Brow. It's it's going to be a logger. Schrader Brow. Damn it, Marie. Yeah. It's got what are the two dots above the A called? Umlaut. It's got umlaut. the umlaut. So you know it's legit. Yeah, it'll be out in spring. So it should be out so, shortly. So what's funny is that um, Black Lotus Brewing has a Mertzen called Schrader Brow Oktoberfest. Uh, Zula Garden Cerveza Artisanal has a Schrader Brow. Not any longer. So that means, that means that Sony is going to start suing these Marks people. It. It's coming. Um, yeah. Because yep. they probably trademarked it back when Breaking Bad was filmed. I don't know, man. Uh, here you go. Sitting Duck. Oh, this is a homebrew. Sitting Duck makes one called Hank Schrader's Coconut Cardamom Porter. I don't think Hank Schrader ever made a Coconut Cardamom Porter. Maybe I missed that episode. <laughs> yeah, you might have. Damn, Bobby. Why is this a thing? Yeah, it's a uh, silky smooth German lager. So there you go. Should be out now. You know, check nothing, your local big box for no, it. Nothing says uh, in with the times like a beer referencing a show that went off the air like eight years ago. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. how old? How aren't long they, aren't they talking about a movie, though? Never Breaking Bad. I thought yeah, they so. are. Yeah. It's what? Happening. It's yep. happening. That'll be Jesse. Yeah, with a yeah. maybe a Walter White cameo, but yeah. I, I think they're yeah, talking. Look, I watch I watch those movies. It's called Better Call Saul. Oh, you're right. gonna get a Breaking Bad one next. I'm money. not saying it's wrong, money, money, right, money, money. Yeah. money, 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 money. Whatever, as long as it's good, I'll pay for it. I mean, Absolutely. Vince Gilligan needs money. Clearly, yeah, he needs more. <laughs> He's poor. All right, we ready for break? Yeah, indeed. All right, we'll be back in thirty. Time for buy no buy, Jason. Oh, oh, the guest, oh, we should let Jason explain how oh, it works. This isn't the first time I've had to do this because yeah, you did I this to I me know. before. So, what we do is the beers that we've been drinking during the show. We are going to go around the room here and tell you if we would buy this beer or not buy this beer. Yes. So, Jeff, would you like to kick us off? It I, sounds like he listens. Oh I'll tell gosh. you what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, first beer up for tonight is from Moore Brewing Company. <laughs> There's another um, donation from uh, Jason, a.k.a. the Super Hoosier, at Super Hoosier on the Twitters, because I know how much you Twitter. Um, (laughs) 
Meh. No, not so much. Okay. So uh, more brewing is uh, Villa Park, which I'm assuming is somewhat close to uh, No, it is, uh, s- yeah, southwest of Chicago towards O'Hare from my house. Right. Cool. Um, <clears throat> so more brewing has uh, this beer that Jason brought called Double Vanilla Marbles, a double vanilla milkshake style IPA. Um, and uh, this was a little too much vanilla in my IPA. Not a fan of this one. Um, no buy. Not not uh, no no vanilla in my IPA. Please and thank you. Wells. No vanilla in my IPA. No vanilla. No lactose in my IPA. Whatever, man. I'm all fucking over this. I would oh. love some more. Oh yeah, well, I, yeah you're, you're in luck. I have plenty. Yeah. Good. Whoops. Jason, where are you with this? Yep. So, I love this beer. I went at five thirty in the morning to line up. Not for this beer, but for another beer they released at the same time. Uh, I so noticed happened. that beer is not here. It's at your house. So way to spoil it for these guys. Like Suck it, wow. bitch! So, no, they, they do releases. The thing about more brewing is, so I brought up Ram on the last show. Uh, their head brewer came from Ram, and he actually just announced a week ago that he's leaving more to go start his own brewery. And he's going to contract brew. So a beer like this, We'll see if they allow it, if they have the same style when he leaves. But for me, it is a buy. If they have it again, I would buy it all day long. Josh? Josh is... um, Computerizing. Computerizing. No, so I am quickly starting to realize how much in the early days of the Milkshake versus the Haysbro IPAs that... There's a stark difference between those two. There are a lot of blurred lines. Remember, we were trying to figure it out on the show, and I didn't have an answer for it either. Well, The terms are pretty much interchangeable for a little while. They were, and now I think there is very clear distinction between what's a milkshake IPA and what's a Haysbro IPA. That's right. So milkshake, lactose, lactose. lactose. is what I, what I think of, Typically right? a fruit of some type. Which, yep. which, which Jeff didn't like until today. Yeah. And then Hayes, bro, I, I, I don't know. One, Jason. What is an easier way to explain it other than I'm just kind of lazy brewing? So let me. So talking about lazy so let me, brewing. Let me, it's nothing but. Uh, can I explain the double vanilla? I guess you can try. So this is sure. the first time they've done the basic vanilla. Uh, they've released a strawberry marbles and a blueberry marbles, which has been more of the fruited side. Uh, this time they just went straight lactose. It's kind of. An experiment, I'd say. But it's a sweet, hazy IPA. Yeah. Right. But, but all right. So, mm-hmm. Wells, what I'm trying to say with the, with the haze, a lot of times, does it typically, unless you're DDHing it, does it really add anything to the beer other than it's just hazy? I didn't have to clarify it. I mean, it's more of a mouthfeel situation. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, oats. It's just whatever uh, adjunct, not adjuncts, but, you know, whatever ingredients they can put in right. to kind of boost the mouthfeel to... to have that kind of protein haze and plus you've got haze coming in from late edition hops. So So, I'm to the point where I think I'm more in the haze camp than I am in the milkshake. hundred percent with you. Yep. This one works really fucking well though. It really works well. It's damn good. So absolute buy next beer up. Uh, Next beer up from um, windmill and microphone uh, two local Jason breweries. Call them Jason breweries from now on. Um, this is Feel Good Inc., which is a passion fruit and coconut milkshake style IPA with lactose and vanilla. Yep. And it also kind of looks like a, gr- a gorilla's. Um, oh, yeah. I wonder feel why. Good, feel Good Inc. Uh-huh. I mean, 
Where's uh what, what's uh Brukaki's uh uh Instagram IP IP uh, something? I don't remember. Is that actually him? I don't, I don't think it is. Uh, no. Okay. I mean, it might be. Who knows? Um, at any rate, this is a nut. No, sorry, wrong, wrong can. Seven and a half percent milkshake IPA. This one's got a little too much going on for me as well. Um, too, too milkshakey for you. Too, too much milkshake. No, no boys yard. are coming to the yard, and and I'm like, mine's better than yours. I will stick with my Divine Barrel West Coast Crowlers that I have. Um, and maybe this is good for what it is. I just, I'm, I'm not interested in this. No, bye. Wells? You know, it's fun. But. I don't know. It just kind of feels like the, what fruit did you say was in this? Passion fruit and coconut milkshake style with lactose and vanilla. It just kind of melds together in this blob that doesn't really stand up very well to me. So I'm just going to kind of call it an audible and know by this. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, this first is out, Jason's favorite beer of all time. No. Well, it was. Actually, it was my favorite windmill, but that has changed. Ouch. So real quick, I would like to, if it's okay, give a shout out to no. some people at Windmill who are sure. going to be listening. Uh, Justin and Scott, the owners. Mikey, the brewer, Kevin and Allie, Zach, AJ, and Sophie, who work there. And Start playing the music. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, That's Jeff said this was okay. So I would, I would, I would, I would thank my trainer and my CrossFit instructor. I, I knew I expected this. I gotta so, thank the Lord above. Thank hey, you. I'm, I'm the norm of windmill, and although uh, my friend Mike Carter would say he is as well, so. Uh, I just want to say that's my parking spot, not yours. But so this feel good ink um, microphone is a brewery that is uh, about 15 minutes from O'Hare in Chicago. Uh, they're putting out good stuff as well. They actually did this collab once before. And I know usually you don't see a collab kind of repeat. This can is from the the remake of the collab. Uh, I love the coconut in it. I get it very well it's it, it's my style it always is this is my second favorite windmill beer of all time so i will buy it josh yeah this one just doesn't click for me i don't know if it's the overwhelming vanilla or the coconut it's just all kind of didn't really blend together the way the first one did to me so and well yeah because the first one didn't blend together for anything it's well, just hey here's a buttload of vanilla no and a milkshake yeah IPA. the first one was, was all vanilla great yeah yeah the, yeah this one just doesn't click so no buy. Next beer up. Next beer up um, from Windmill. Shocker. Thanks, thanks Jason. Uh, so, dude. So, dude. So, dude. So, dude. Yeah, nobody's saying that around here. That must be not around one. here. Okay, not, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like I'm I, so confused. Yeah, like, it'll make it its way down here next year. A, as the parent of teenagers who occasionally has to like Google what the meme means. Yeah. Um, I was like, what does a so dude mean? And I'm like, oh. Uh, it's like sub dude, sub dude, but like, sub dude. It's, it's a thing in Chicago, so. I guess. Yeah, uh, I quit. This, I quit. I walk yeah, away. Yeah. So this walk is away forever. Yeah. This is a DD, I killed the podcast. A DDH double IPA with LL Laurel and Sabro hops, um, and I actually like this. This like I'm not usually you know me. I'm not a not a huge. Man, you are having some porn problems tonight. I got I got some spill issues. I'm sorry. Um, right, I just mopped. I'll have to mop again. I don't blame you. Um, you know, it's uh, I'm not usually a huge Wells um, fan of the uh, DDH. Okay, cool. Um, 
but I like this one okay. Like, like again, I don't know that I'm going to go and buy a four pack. I'm not going to spend a huge premium on, but I like, I like I could do a can of this every once in a while. I would buy it, but I'm not buying a ton of it. Wells. I really enjoy this. It's, it's got like some neat fruity notes to it without being like, I don't know. I'm just all for it. I'm, I'm really feeling this, especially for, holy shit. <laughs> I, I knew, knew it was up there, that. but out of the corner of my eye, I thought it was like a, a 8.1. And no, 9.1. Okay, cool. Uh, no, I'm really all for this. I'm like sneaky stuff. Josh. Wow, Jason. I, got, I got skipped. Whoa. Damn, he really liked it. So, Skip you. so this has the uh, Sabro hops, which is that citrusy that you're talking about. It's kind of a, a new hop on the scene, so to speak, apparently. I just found out about this a couple weeks ago. I love this beer. This instantly, when it was released, became my favorite windmill beer. Uh, I will drink it till they're out. I have tons of cans at home, and hopefully they last till they release it again. So I'm a hard buy on this, Josh. You know, I think this would be the clearest definition between what a milkshake beer and a DVH. Yeah. Just back, in, I mean, from the same brewery. Those are two completely different styles. This is fucking delicious. Oh, yeah. I would buy this all day long. That, Yeah. Man, this is damn good. But I think now I finally, and maybe it was part of the just kind of explosion of both of these styles of beer, and they kind of split off into what they have become. Yep. I definitely think I am more of a, a haze bro than I am a milkshake bro. Same. But man, this is damn good. Yeah, I, yeah I, the way we, the order that we tasted them really helped deviate. Like, yes, yeah, absolutely. 100%. You go the, the occasionally milkshake. I do yeah. okay. You did good. Well, I did good. I brought them. Yeah, but Jeff yeah, but still I, managed to fuck that I, up. Trust me, he's done yeah. it before. I, I have a way of screwing these things up. I mean, it's, it's a real thing that happens. It's like, why did you put this before this? Did you even look at it? Okay. <laughs> Sour, Pilsner, Imperial Stout, IPA. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Final beer up, Jeff. Final beer up. Um, so give Jason a lot of credit. He went to a special release event at Revolution. And Revolution is probably unabashedly and uh, like I'm not even hiding it anymore. Revolution is probably my favorite brewer in the country right now. Wow. Dick. So yeah. like if you I were like on a desert, desert island, island, that that would Re- be your Re- Revos. Yeah, he's gonna, I mean, he's gonna be waiting for my package to arrive for a while. That's what she said. Zing. Okay, um, I'll take that. Yeah, it's also what she said. Right on. Uh, you know, locals notwithstanding, um, Revolution's barrel game is is second to none. Um, we've got Triple C, who I think does a really, really, really good job. Old Hickory does a really, really, really good job, but um, the who am I forgetting? Are you in, I don't know, just either one of those. No, they're both really good. But, they do a really good job. But in my hand, I'm holding a can of Right Way to Heaven, which we've had one time on the show before. And honestly, Right Way to Heaven has like a super sweet spot in my heart. It is like Rye on Rye on Rye from Boulevard. Yeah. But easier to get. Yeah, but not really. Wait, wait, wait. No, not really. I have not, the, not not yeah, really. No. Yeah, yeah. It's not not really like I have to beg, plead, steal, and deal. But they make it more than once ever. Wait, Rye, Rye on Rye on Rye by Boulevard oh, was a one-time deal. Ever. They're not doing it. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, they've got a new one that's like more Rye or something like that. But whatever, we'll see. Um, Rye way to heaven. Uh, 
one of the I, I think the first trip I made it for Dark Lord Day was a standout for me. Um, we had one on the show. It's been several years. It was fantastic. And so Revolution Brewing's uh, Rye Way to Heaven, it's a rye ale, um, that they then took a step further. Um, and so I'm holding in my hand this can that uh, is called Boss Rye Way. And, um, you know, it's so it says here on the can, it's a, it's a new take on Rye Way to Heaven. It was matured in Whistle Pig Boss Hog Armagnac barrels. So, like, Whistle Pig's kind of a big deal. Um, it's pretty widely known as one of the smoothest drinking bourbons there is. Really? Like, I've never heard of Whistle Pig before. Um, it might be out of your price range. Okay. It's That's like fine. one of those hundred dollars. They make a really bottles. solid rye. It's, yeah. Okay. Like, every, I've never heard anybody talk ill of Whistle Pig. I mean, sad thing is, like, a $100 bottle, I don't think about it all that much anymore. I should, but Bourbon. I don't. Yeah, well, so so keep an eye out for Whistle Pig. I don't know how much okay. of that we get around here, but uh, anyway, it says it was expertly blended with a small selection of bourbon and rye barrel-aged ryeway for balance. Um, damn, this beer is good. Uh, literally had a split a can of regular ryeway with Jason last night. This boss ryeway is like making my nether regions tingle. Um, I'm a huge buy on this. I'm tapping it. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. All right. Fair enough. Wells? I didn't know diddle about Armagnac barrels until Old Hickory did uh, a beer in Armagnac barrels a couple of years ago. So this is a, what, a rye whiskey aged in rye barrels and then finished in Armagnac casks. Uh, Which is like a brandy of sorts, that's right? That's right. Uh, now, this is really delicious. I've hit this up for small seconds, small thirds, probably. I'm Whatever. Not even counting at this point. The point is, it's, it's, it's damn delicious. I'll, I'll not spoil what I'm going to do with this, but I'm definitely going to buy it. Jason. Yeah. So this is another one of those beers that I left work early, waited in line, had a great time, drank a crap ton of other beers around that were based on this beer. And I love the sweetness that's still prevalent in this beer. Uh, the barrel is great, but it's not overpowering. Uh, I would definitely buy this beer again. I bought 12 of them the last, well, 16 of them the last time, uh, thanks to some friends. Josh? I mean, why didn't you buy like 24, 36? There was a limit of two. I actually I actually had to send friends back. We double-lined that whole thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, holy shit. This is something special. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, this is good. This is really good. Is there any more? Jeff's got three there's more about, at home. There's about a little to bit not of a wounded be. soldier for you here. Jeff's got three more at home. You shut your whore mouth. I mean, I will legit give you like 25 bucks for a can of this. Wait, wait. I got you're more gonna, at home, too. You're going to have to give me. <laughs> look, I'm going to expect the Robert Kraft treatment, if you know what I mean. Uh, uh, Judy no, Yang? No, you mean bro. Judy Yang? Hey. hey. Oh, you know it's going to come up at some point. That's, That's what she said. <laughs> That's why I even named an episode Jeff Can't Let It Go. As long as it's can't. not well, the video being released. Which hey, he's suing for that. Josh, just I so you know, Josh, I'm worse than Jeff, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right, Jason, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Oh, I got to do that, too. Okay. Yeah, you got to do both. Absolutely. So in this segment, what we talk about is the beers that we drank today, and you would decide which beer we would like to have on our kegs at home. Should we choose to have that option? Jeff already spoiled his, so. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't, like, seriously, Ryeway is in my top three beers that I will always buy, no questions asked. 
it's at this point, honestly, it's like right away to heaven in, in the variants, big bad Baptist and like higher ground, not necessarily in that order. Possessed intentions is like, all right, cool. Well, where you at, man? Oh, come on. You know, it's right away. Jason. Wow. Thought you might waver. So I'm, I'm torn because I love the right way. But I have uh, another keg at home, the straight jacket from Revolution as well. But I'm loyal to a fault to Windmill. I'm trying to get them to give me a keg, so maybe this will help. I would actually do a Sud Dude uh, because I feel like I could drink more of that um, and it would last. It would be summer or winter. So a Sud Dude, a Sud Dude is my uh, pick for I'd tap that. Josh? Sud dude was not far off, but I mean that right away came into my life, and I mean I had to tap that. But damn, that's a damn good Haze Bro IPA too. Damn good, mm-hmm. real good. All right, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where you at, man? Come find us on the interwebs. Uh, first off, go to Patreon.com/slash/CraftBeerCast if you want to support us in the things that we do. Uh, thanks to you, handful of people, and there's just a handful of you. Thanks to you that are out there supporting us on the regular. Uh, we really appreciate it. It allowed us to upgrade our microphones. Um, and it's, you know, we, we pay for hosting. And, I'm like, none of that money goes to anything other than just, like, equipment and costs to keep the show running. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like podcasting is any, like, niche market anymore. It's a big deal. Podcasting's back. Uh, was it ever gone? You know, I mean, it's a thing. Uh, but we, we really do appreciate those of you that support us in that way. For those of you that support us by sending us beer, a.k.a. at the Super Hoosier right next to me here, uh, thanks for that, <coughs> Chuck. You know, there are uh, many of you that... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think people realize how much that helps because we're paying totally for the shit out of our own budget. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it you makes know, a world of difference. every two weeks we kind of like the three of us kind of go like, all right, is anybody bringing anything? Like, because I got this I could bring, but like, I don't know that I want to. And then, you know, then we'll get an email from like Chuck and he's like, hey, I'm sending you a box. I'm like, yes. yes. And then uh, uh, lo and behold, Chris may be sending us beer. Wait, what? I know. Like, I, I'll believe it when I see it. No, he you're full may, of shit. He, I, look, I'll believe it when I see it. All right. All right. But uh, I mean, the guy that would never bring beer I know, on the show I know. is going to send it now that he's half the fucking country away. I know. I know. It's a whole thing. Um, at any rate, uh, you know, meanwhile, uh, so check us out there. Uh, if you want to hit us up on email, if you want to work out a trade, contact at craftbeercast.com. Find us on the Twitters at CBCast. Wells, where can they find you, sir? Oh, God, hopefully not. I'm just kidding. Uh, you can find me on the Insta Twits at all the wells. Jason, where are you? Uh, Josh, first off, I want to say, yeah, I noticed the upgraded microphone. So, yeah. excellent. I'll see you in four years. You can find me at, <laughs> at Super Hoosier on Twitter. Maybe on Instagram. I might start hitting that up. Josh? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JoshBC. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget, Whales for Wishes is this Sunday. We will Sunday, be there. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I'll be there. You'll pay for the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, come out, say hey. We'll be there, and we'll have a l- our little table on lockdown, like we always do. We'll have some pretty fun beers to share. So, thanks, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Really appreciate it. Love you, Boo. Talk to you guys next Thursday. Sad, sad robot. Sad, sad robot. Sad, sad robot. All alone. 
You're a sad, sad robot. You're a sad, sad robot. You're a 